At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Ravenslayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school, but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Lady Boy Chi, a sex expert, a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. You are listening to another edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. I wanted to let our listeners know that we just got back from Colorado, and that's partly why we haven't been real consistent over the summer with our every other week editions of adult bedtime stories. But now I'm back and we shall be getting more consistent on our releases. I have Paul with me tonight. Hey guys. (laughs) And tonight we're going to be covering getting in touch with your sexual body and how to get more in tune with your sexual body. And I know a lot of people are kind of 
separated from their sexuality. And, and it's often out of touch in our modern world where you stay too much in our logical mind and stay out of our bodies. They're just kind of there to transport us around and, and we lose touch with our sexual body. So tonight's episode is going to really focus in on how to really get in tune with your sexuality and your sexual sexiness and your uh, just desires and how to build them up if you don't have many desires. And I think one of the key words for this episode is focus. It's how you focus, where you focus your attention, your thoughts, and what you focus in on. I know for me, for a while I was kind of out of tune with my body, and I started learning some techniques, everything from some tantric and Taoist techniques to other techniques that just helped me get more in tune with my body. I want to turn it over to Paul, let him say a few words. I think that one of the things I had to learn about myself and my sexuality is that I think it's very easy to fall into the trap of thinking all or nothing. People either are like in a mode where they want to masturbate and they want to reach an orgasm or they're just not in a sexual mode at all. And one of the things I've learned about myself is that there's a lot of gray area between those two extremes that I can let myself feel slightly aroused and maybe look at a, a few pictures that really turn me on and titillate me. And a lot of the times when I'm just doing other things like watching TV or things like that, I'll catch myself doing PC muscle exercises or I'll rub my nipples and just kind of get partially there and I might not even have an erection, just kind of feeling my body and my sexual body and having it slowly build up throughout the day. And then when I do feel like masturbating and really going full throttle, like having that feeling on a simmer all day makes it so much better when I do decide to like really pleasure myself. And I think you bring up some important concepts here. I know there's a lot of taboo around masturbation for a lot of people. We've been taught, oh, you're not supposed to touch yourself down there. And, and so there can be a lot of mind chatter that gets in the way. A lot of thoughts, of, and sometimes it's not even totally conscious. It's just from our past, what we've been taught. And that can definitely create a stop to sex and being in tune with sexuality is all these old messages. And so it's important to deal with some of those. And that can also get in the way of having sex with another person. 
performance anxiety and performance issues can come up. And all of that is head stuff. It's that logical brain stepping in. Uh, if you go back to transactional analysis, it's the parent stepping in saying, no, 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 bad, bad, bad. <laughs> and learning how to shut that voice off can be a big help in getting in tune with your body and learning that everyone masturbates or just about everybody at some point in their life or another. Even people that identify as asexual have at some point in their lives masturbated and felt the pleasures of their body. So it's something that can come and go depending on how you identify. But if you're really wanting to get more in tune with your sexual body, I think one of the first steps is learning how to turn off that parent. And I found part of it was giving myself permission, saying, okay, that's check out where, the, where is that coming from? Is it true? And that can go so far in just all of a sudden identifying. There is a power in naming. And if you name what's going on, it you become more empowered over it. And so part of it was just saying, okay, I know where that came from. I was caught masturbating and by a babysitter or by some authority figure. And they told, gave me those, not just necessarily verbal, but some of the nonverbal disapproval looks can be very powerful when you're a little kid and can kind of stick with you if you don't identify it and learn how to really name it and question it. Mm -hmm. And I realized somewhere along the way that my body is a gift from the Creator. And to, in my mind now, to not use it is kind of a throw-off to the Creator. He gave me a gift, and I'm not using it? That's just wrong. <laughs> but any thoughts? Well, I did want to clarify one thing. Like, there is no shame in being asexual, and there's nothing that says that. Everyone has the things that make them tick, and part of what's beautiful about the world is the diversity within it. Uh, and I know that you weren't trying to shame anyone, but oh, no. uh, I, I know that it could be construed that way. So I did want to clarify that real quickly. I think that for me, like, I dealt with a lot of, like, like negative me messaging, um, not so much about how sex and sexuality was wrong per se but some of the things that I was into I got mixed messages not just from my parents but society at large and I also had a lot of trauma that really like clouded my mind and my mind talk and the messages that I would tell myself that I had to overcome and I think that 
it's a process and no matter where you are in that process because there's a a feedback loop that you feel shame around something and then it makes you avoid being sexual and then you keep on going through this cycle of loops and it it can be really difficult to work through but taking time to like use your intention to heal through like the negative messaging that we get really is helpful and goes a long way and there's many tools we can use that can help us on this path one of the tools that i've developed that helped me a lot was the erotic body map mapping out oh where does my body receive pleasures and erotic pleasures in particular where are the hot spots? Learning to identify those can be a big step in the right direction. We have so many tools in Tantra and Taoist teachings provide many, many ways to really get more in tune with your body. I think one of those is deep breathing and learning how to breathe and circulate that sexual energy once you do get in tune with it and feel how it moves in your body and become aware, more aware and focused on what if I touch myself in this way and then I take a deep breath in and I bring that energy up and I start getting hot and bothered and I do some deep breaths and circulate that energy. It can go a long ways in helping us gain more control over orgasm, over even things like erections. Mm -hmm. And yes, the ladies get erect too. Although oftentimes it's a little more subtle. Mm -hmm. And I like to compare it to, I, I didn't realize this, but even nipples get erect. Mm -hmm but it's very subtle. And so I can touch them cold and they're nice and squishy. But then once I start playing around them and work that, those tantric circles around and kind of not touch the nipples at first, just tantalizing them and building up the desire to be touched, all of a sudden they get firmer and little hard little knobbies to play with. <laughs> I, I think that one of the things that I've learned through our training is how much it... I always thought of foreplay as very important for partnered sex, but I didn't put a whole lot of focus to raising, you know, my sexual energy when I was masturbating or pleasuring myself by myself and through working with you and learning how to begin moving that energy and shifting it around inside of me really made a huge difference when it came to having a really positive and powerful experience and I just think it's amazing. I think another 
area that kind of touches on one we've already touched on is the performance anxiety and the performance issues. And oftentimes we think, and some of that negative mind talk, and one of the things that can go a long ways to help with that is by daily performing erotic morning affirmations or evening affirmations right before you go to bed, whichever works for you. But basically you raise erotic energy, and I've got a full training on this. And then you take some of that negative mind talk and turn it around. And after you've questioned where did it come from, is this true? And then affirm the positive side of it. We become what we think. Our mind talk is kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. As we perform the morning affirmations over a period of time, all of a sudden our head space changes and transforms, and we become more in tune with what we tell ourselves. Yeah, I know that doing daily affirmations has really helped me out a lot and helped me uncover some some things that I didn't even realize I had negative like self-image around or didn't even realize that I was struggling with. I think that people get very used to like their internal landscape not really being very aware of everything that's going on inside of you. I think that uh, doing daily affirmations really does help me to be more aware of that kind of internal landscape. Mm -hmm. It is kind of interesting. Some of the things that we aren't aware of going on in our heads and some of the things that we carry around just kind of in the background. And that can be such a hard terrain to navigate blindly. So I think by doing the meditations and doing daily affirmations, it helps us become, and learning how to tune into our internal mind talk, it helps us become more aware of ourselves and more fully present with ourselves. <laughs> One of the things that I think is really important about getting in touch with your sexual body is getting in touch with your body in general and doing things that make you feel good and make you like feel good inside of your body. I know that I've got a, a roommate that like we get together and we do push-ups a lot and and work out. And I, I've never been the biggest exercise person, but being able to do that does like really engage my senses a lot and makes my body feel better. And I do it because it makes me feel good and it gets chemicals pumping inside of me. And I think that being able to do that with him has also really helped me get in touch with my body which improves my approach to like being inside of my sexual body 
for me, I think part of the process is also a spiritual side. It's getting in tune with the flow of energy. And our body, we are energy beings within a physical form. I mean, science has proven this, and the ancient Chinese arts have mapped out, and Indian arts have mapped out the energy centers of the body and how parts of our body are interconnected energetically and physically. I mean, just the whole concept of the uh, pressure points and working with pressure points to heal parts of the body. It's like they can work with your hands or feet and that there's parts of the hands and feet that correspond with every part of our bodies. And that's, we're getting into energy workings here. <laughs> and I think part of this practice taps into the energy side as well. We become more in tune with how our bodies work at an energetic level as well as a physical level. And the physical and the energetic are somewhat interconnected within our bodies. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I think you really need a balance between your like your mental side, your physical side, your spiritual side, your emotional side, and like finding a way to be in balance between all of these different parts of you really helps out with every one, you know, by strengthening the other areas you can really strengthen all of the other ones. Then I know that's a big part of the work that I've done with you is finding balance between these different parts in my life. And, and I think that it all has an effect on everything else. Another side to all this is working with the emotions and our bodies do carry old traumas, they also carry some of the happy times. <laughs> I can, there's times when I smell a certain scent in the air that takes me immediately back to a happy place in childhood. Mm -hmm. And it's like, our bodies carry that. And sometimes it's things like a smell can trigger it or any number of things can trigger that. And it can be a very amazing thing. And I think that's a part of the healing process is learning how to discover where some of these old mm -hmm. feelings are being held on by the body and releasing them and reaching a type of catharsis can be very healing. I know you've gone through some pretty intense scenes where we open the door and release some pretty intensive emotions, sometimes not even connected to an event. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, for for me, some of our most intense scenes have 
been this cascading event that had a lot of real strong impact in the moment. And then for days afterwards, I'd get little aftershocks and reminders. And sometimes it doesn't happen all at once. And sometimes it there's a really big um, physical component to it. Sometimes it's more emotional. Sometimes it's a combination of the two. That's one of the things with BDSM is it it's very varied like how these things can hit you from time to time but there it's always a really big release and going through the that release helps me unblock trauma it helps me become aware of things inside of me that I wasn't aware were there it helps remind me of things that I used to know and had forgotten about myself or makes me rediscover parts of myself that I thought had been dead for a long time that were always below the surface. And each of these events is a very powerful cathartic experience. And I think that's the power of role play and the power of really going through this emotional catharsis. It helps us really cleanse out the body a bit and heal the body and the mind and the spirit, in, in essence. And I know that part of the process is doing the daily affirmations tuning into our mind talk because mm -hmm. often we're not even aware of what we're telling ourselves mm -hmm. <laughs> and really focusing it's like I said at the top of the show mm -hmm. it's a matter of focus focusing in and becoming more mindful mm -hmm. and becoming more aware of what's going on internally is a big step to really awakening the sexual energy within yourself and being able to take yourself to new heights sexually. <laughs> and I think part of it is doing things like the body map and mapping out where are your erogenous zones? Mm -hmm. Where are your hot spots? What, what gets you turned on? One area we haven't talked about much is fantasy. And fantasy can be another area that can really open many doors for us. And a lot of people think, oh, if I have dark fantasies or things that aren't within the norm, mm -hmm. sexually especially, then it's bad. But fantasy is never neither good nor bad. It's all in your head. Mm -hmm. Fantasy... It's what you do with the fantasy, how you act it out. And through role play, you can act it out in a very healthy way. Or you can let it bottle up and eventually come out in negative ways. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think that's what happens when there's date rape or people get out of control sexually they've bottled all this energy up and denied it and it's got to come out somewhere. And so through role play, you can find an appropriate environment 
to express some of this stuff and release it and not carry it around bottled up. Yeah, and I mean, I think that in general, as people get older, they get out of fantasizing as much. I think that people normalize teenagers having fantasies and even young adults having fantasies. But as you get into your 30s, I don't think that it is as normalized to have regular fantasies. And I know that I had, um, to some degree, gotten out of fantasizing as much when I started training with you. And like, I think that it is definitely a part of a, of a healthy sexuality and has definitely helped me a lot to, to feed into my sexuality. And once again, it's all interconnected. It's like when we have a good, hot sexual fantasy, even if it's on the, and I've had some dark ones, <laughs> and they can be so delicious and wicked bad <laughs> and fun. And I keep it within the realm of role play. And where it causes, you know, where it's consensual with the people I'm playing with and where we know up front what's going on and we don't just come out of the blue with it, but really kind of play with it a little bit and see where it will take you. And that can help raise your erotic energy. It really gets you, I know for me, I, I would get so fucked turned on I mean talk about a hard on <laughs> it would give me rock hard <laughs> playing out a fantasy and really getting into the I mean we dress up we do all kinds of things and get into the I could get into my sadistic side and get into or sometimes my submissive side and let someone just torment my body in such delicious ways. So all these things kind of work together to help us experience a deeper meaning in life, I think. For me, it's been a very deep meaning to explore some of these things in myself, to really understand my whole self, not just part of myself. Oh, definitely. And I think that it's, really really powerful to give yourself permission and to open yourself up and i i think one of the things that can make it difficult from time to time something that i've experienced a lot is when you first start doing a lot of these things it can feel a little silly or you know something like that and I think that that's completely normal to to experience. And I think that anytime something feels weird or unnatural, especially when it's connected to sex and sexuality, it can trigger kind of the same response that shame does. And I I think that it's important to to know that you might feel a little 
weird going in to help mitigate that as much as possible. Another area we haven't really touched on yet, and this is really, I think, important for a healthy sex life, is body image, how we feel about our bodies. And I know a lot of people think, oh, I should be skinnier or I should be more six-pack abs or I should have 12-inch long dick or I should be this or I should be that. And it's like, no, 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 no. The body, I, I went through body image healing and I've developed a body image healing training program to help you explore and discover the wonders of your own body as it is and to also work with your body. And I've gone through body modification. I restored my foreskin, which was very empowering. The doctors had circumcised me as an infant after they did corrective, well, called, quote, corrective surgery to make me look more male. And there are rituals, and there's a power in ritual, and and there are things we can do to change some things within our body, but there's some things our bodies are not going to change. I mean, if you're six foot four, you're not going to be a petite, <laughs> be able to be a petite femme. But you can still be a film if you want to be. You can explore and play with it and get into maybe Xena warrior princess image. Or there's such a wide range of areas that you can explore and become. And when you find something that fits your body's size and style and it's within your kind of map of, ooh, this kind of turns me on, then go for it. <laughs> so for me, I I think that I had kind of a different experience with with body image because I've I've always been pretty happy with the body I live in. I I think of myself as fairly strong and also fairly feminine and kind of balanced in the ways that I want to be and I think that I am an attractive person. So I didn't have as much work to do on that end of body image healing, but because I deal with a lot of chronic pain and because I have issues with my body that are not the way that it looks in the mirror. And I didn't realize how many negative feelings around my body that were based on, like, living in chronic pain, I had projected onto my body itself. And I think that it was through growing through training and, like, learning how to make my body feel really good either through sexuality or through BDSM and like gaining some of the benefits of being inside of a body that I could kind of change my image of my body and I thought it was kind of a really 
unique experience and very powerful for me. And I know for me, I did have some body image issues. I was super skinny. I mean, I didn't weigh over 100 pounds until I turned 23. (laughs) And for a male in our culture, that's just kind of too skinny (laughs) and too kind of awkward and... Uh, my arms and legs are a little bit longer than the average. You know, I just felt like I was kind of all over the place. But then uh, through body image healing, I discovered some of the gifts. If something gets stuck behind the refrigerator, I'm the one that I can reach in and get it out. Because <laughs> my hands are thin and long. And it was partly through affirmations instead of thinking oh I'm this skinny thing I said my arms and this was one of my affirmations for many years my arms are elegant and beautiful in their length (laughs) and at first it felt silly to say that and at first you know I kind of doubted it But I kept saying it over and over each day with my erotic affirmations. And over time, it's like like I said in the beginning, affirmations become a self-fulfilling prophecy, as does our mind talk. And now I feel graceful in my movements. And as a result, I started taking classes in ballet and in modern dance and gymnastics and became much more graceful. And I think it's partly due to the affirmations saying, okay, we're going to make you what you're saying you are. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely feel that. And like, like, like I said, for me, it was more of like, learning some of the gifts that I could get from my body and and actively enjoying them. And it was just a really powerful thing for me to be able to like my body for once because living with chronic pain is... It's, it's hard to to describe because it becomes so chronic and you're so used to feeling it, you can be almost unaware that you're even feeling it. It's kind of like, um, I, I also have a condition where my ears are ringing all of the time and it's just so much noise that is white noise that you can't really like put it, descriptor on other than like kind of ringing and like when I'm not paying attention to it it just seems like the regular background but every once in a while if I'm trying to think or like if it's particularly bad that day or something like that I realize how loud it is and realize how loud it is all the time and with chronic pain it's like 
that in my body all of the time. But when I realized, like, this was particularly important when I discovered what a masochist I was. Like, because I'm already used to that kind of soup of, of pain, like, going on all of the time, I realized that I had a very high threshold for pain when I first started getting into S&M. And I realized that that made it possible for me to really go, you know, completely out there and really experience intense things I never thought I'd be able to do. And part of that came from being so used to pain that I had this high threshold for pain so that I could push my body to the point where it did, you know, build all the endorphins and all of the serotonin and dopamine and oxytocin, and I could really go all the way out there. And, like, it was one of the first times that I had ever gotten any positive anything positive from having a lot of chronic pain and it really was powerful to to realize that there were some good things that came out of it and you bring up a couple of important points there is background and foreground within our consciousness and once again it's a matter of focus sometimes we can learn how to push things into the background and just that you don't want interrupting your life and pull other things to the foreground that you really want to concentrate on. I know for me, being dyslexic and ADHD, there's certain things I'm just not good at, <laughs> really bad at. and But then there's other things that are a little more hidden that I'm really super good at. I mean, talk about finding lost stuff. I can't tune out all the little details. It doesn't work that way in my brain. And so I take my entire environment in constantly. And as a result, I can spot something that nobody else sees. Uh, there's times I've even found a contact lens in the grass because I can take so much in and process it. So it's becoming more aware of where our gifts are. We're all built a little differently. We all have different gifts and different, uh, for lack of a better word, kind of the opposite, I guess, <laughs> deficits. And it, I think one of the things I learned through some of the work I did to work around my dyslexia was to quit focusing on all the deficits and really focus on let's develop the things that you are good at and learn workarounds, utilizing the gifts instead of trying to do it like everybody else does it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... So I think that it's really important to, 
like I think that it's important to develop your strengths and then work on your shortcomings. It's important to build up your strengths because you're going to have a natural aptitude at things that you're really, really good at. And it's important to work on your shortcomings because those are the things that are going to have the highest chance of holding you back from something in the long run. And that's kind of what you're talking about here. And there are things that are possible for us to work on if you are issues with reading, writing, arithmetic, you can study those a little harder. I'm not going to be able to do anything and not have cerebral palsy. You know, like, that's not a thing I can work on, but I can work on my relationship with having cerebral palsy. I can work on... I, no matter what I do, I will probably always have chronic pain. I can find ways to mitigate the pain to some degree here and there. I can work on my relationship to my pain. I can do things that make it easier for me to deal with the pain, like take Epsom salt baths and do self-care. But I'm always going to have that pain, and knowing the difference between things that you are able to affect and things that you're not able to affect and where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are and what your relationship to those strengths and weaknesses, uh, I think is very important. And I just noticed the time has gotten away from us. It's station break time. <laughs> and I'd like to remind people that I do have videos for sale, training videos, and you can find those. I put a link into the description of this episode, but it's at ggwilber.com forward slash shopping. And you can check those out and try out some of these training programs. They're based on my experience, and I have completed all the training before I even developed some of these programs. Some of them I came across through research. Some of it I came across through friends that kind of gave me tips on how to improve myself and improve my outlook on life. So there's a lot of amazing things that you can do to create a more positive and sex-positive lifestyle. Anything you want to add to the station break? So another thing that you can, can find on the website is a link to our Patreon page. Um, Patreon helps us pr pay for things to keep the podcast going. So far we've paid for... And that's on Raven's... Oh, and, and that, that one's on ravenslayerleather.com. And so far we've been paying for everything out of pocket because we want to bring this 
opportunity for sexual education to to people who need it, but it would definitely help if we could get a little bit of help with that. So, and it it's you can also find it by going to patreon.com forward slash ladyboy Welcome to my friends erotic stories podcast, where we listen to the best erotica from our friends online. Relax as you spice up your day to day lives with a little bit of naughtiness. Search for my friends erotic stories on Apple podcast, Spotify, Google podcast and more. Also visit us on our slash erotic podcast and help us make our podcast better. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. And back to our topic. (laughs) Learning how to get in touch with your erotic sexual energy and get more in touch with your body and that's what this show is all about is not just the physical body but the mental emotional and spiritual body we are a very complex system as human beings and it helps to really distinguish and determine where do I how do I get in tune with myself at all levels. I know in my sex coaching training, we go by the Meebs model. And it's mind, emotions, body, energy, and spirit makes up the whole person. It's not just one area that we need to work on. It's a multitude of areas. And it seems like, it. oh, this is so much, but believe me, if you start working on it, it's a lot of fun for one thing. I enjoy the erotic elements of the work I do, especially my morning erotic affirmations. (laughs) I mean, talk about pleasures of the flesh. Ooh, baby, (laughs) feels so good. And then there's times when it gets a little difficult where you have to face some things and kind of figure out, okay, where do I go from here? And what do I need to adjust and correct and course correct in life? And that's part of the process. But I know from my experience, I've grown in leaps and bounds Mm -hmm. and have become 
a person that I never imagined I could be at one point in my life. And I know this stuff works. It's worked for me, and I know it's worked for Paul and his training under me. And I've seen his growth, and he has grown in leaps and bounds and become much more aware of his body and aware of his sexuality, and he's able to pleasure others at new heights that he never knew he could before. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's it's been really, really powerful for me because I think that before my training, I I really didn't put a lot of focus on doing things for myself or doing things that served myself. I was pretty focused on serving other people and taking care of other people. And it's kind of ironic that through doing service for a dom and, and learning how to do that, I learned how to take myself into uh, account in the decisions that I make. And I have gone through a lot of healing in my body and in, in my, in my, you know, heart and in my spirit. And it, it's been extremely powerful for me. And I, I've had amazing experiences learning how to edge and really, really build pleasure in my body and build sexual energy and be able to share that with people and learning how to move sexual energy throughout an experience with someone. It's extremely powerful and I definitely wouldn't trade it for anything. And through this training and through this working, we not only become more aware of our own bodies and how to pleasure ourselves, we open the door to learning how to pleasure others. And I know that once I started discovering some of these techniques and applying them in lovemaking with others, I could take them to heights they never imagined possible, just with a little direction and and working with them. I'll, I'll sometimes in the throes of lovemaking say, Okay, breathe deep for me. And I'll gaze into their eyes. And and then we'll, I do a genital heart connection ritual with people, where, with lovers, and say, Okay, place your hand on my heart and your other hand on my genitals, and I place mine on theirs, and I gaze into their eyes, and we coordinate our breathing doing deep breathing work and just sit with each other in silence and let the energy take you places. And at first it feels a little awkward to maintain eye contact like that and a genital heart contact like that, but stick with it and get, it's a matter of focus, focus on the energy that's happening. And all of a sudden, if you let it carry you, it will take you to a deeper connection with each other. 
and help you form a deeper bond. Yeah, I know that we've done workshops where we focus on that, and we've done a lot of work with it in our private sessions, and I also have incorporated making a genital heart connection with myself through solo work, and it's, it is really, really powerful, and it really has changed the approach to sexuality I take. And if you think about it, the heart chakra and the genital chakra, I mean, the genitals is our root chakra. It's our primal level. And the heart is often associated with the emotions and with being compassionate and, and having kind of that temperance over the genitals. But the heart also needs a little bit of the uh, more primal side to really function well. So by forming that connection, it forms a symbiotic relationship between the heart and the genitals, where each benefits from the energy of the other. And getting that energy flow going can be very empowering and very powerful. It centers us brings us to a more mindful state where we're more aware and fully present and just getting in tune and getting in touch with our bodies and with other bodies. It's, this is, try it out. Don't just take my word for it. It's amazing how powerful this stuff can do. Oh, definitely. And I think another thing that that has really helped me in the work that I've done with you to get in touch with my sexual body is to learn how to... uh, We talked about this a little bit, but it's learning how to direct energy and do energy work in in sexuality because a lot of times when people, particularly uh, AMAB people, like approach sexuality, it ki- like it, we kind of just store that energy in the genitals and don't really move that energy around. And if you learn how to, you know, change the focus of where that energy is to the rest of your body and spread it out, like you find that you don't have as many, like, I I had problems with premature ejaculation, which went away, and you have better orgasms, and you start to get tinglys all over your body, and it will make your hair stand on end, and it it's such a more powerful experience when you learn how to kind of circulate that energy around your body instead of just leaving it inside of, you know, one or maybe two erogenous zones. And I think you touch on another area that we often don't look at very closely, but for many people when it comes to sex they have the goal of orgasm. And oftentimes they're 
really got to accomplish that goal. Mm-hmm. And guess what? An orgasm lasts very briefly. It doesn't take long to orgasm. When you refocus on the journey towards orgasm, building pleasures and teasing and playing and bringing the erotic energy up and feeling the sensations and really get into the journey, it's like the pleasure can last hours and hours. Mm-hmm. And then when you do have orgasm, it becomes even more amazing than if you just do a quick orgasm. Mm -hmm. So taking your time and building that energy and playing with that energy and, and seeing where it can take you and enjoying the pleasures of the flesh can, can, really open up a whole new sexual experience for you. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you just, you know, I, I read somewhere for most average guys in the U.S., from start to finish, when they have intercourse with a woman, it's about five minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not very much time. But when you slow it down a little bit and really take time to explore each other's erogenous zones and explore what gets someone off and and what gets you off and you learn how to work with that energy and do some deep breathing to circulate that energy throughout the entire body. It's like I remember the first time I had my full body orgasm I mean everything in my body was going into orgasm it wasn't just in my cock and that was oh, I was so tingly and I giggled and and just ooh, <laughs> it was so good and so taking the time to really get in tune and do these exercises of morning affirmations and body image healing and going through the process of really becoming more mindful, Mm -hmm. it's amazing how it will change and transform your life. Oh, definitely. And I think that taking the time to build up that sexual experience and build towards a better orgasm Um, Whether you are doing it with a partner or you are doing it solo or by yourself, for me, kind of goes back to one of the things I said in the beginning of the podcast about playing with a different level of of excited and and things like that. Uh, I like to have an experience that goes through a lot of different changes and you start off kind of low and building it up and then build up a little bit more in like your level of excitement and when you do it with a partner you can have different shifts and feelings like uh, a lot of times I like to go from 
real hot and heavy to laughing together and gently caressing each other to catch your breath and then going back at it real hard and heavy and building up and down and like taking yourself through all of these different levels is is really incredible when you you get there and I think it's an experience a lot of people don't get to have. And here we are at the top of the hour. <laughs> Boy, time flies when we do this show. <laughs> it's one of my favorite topics. Mm-hmm. I love sex. <laughs> but for today, we've been talking a lot about getting more in tune with your sexual self, your sexual body, learning how it works and exploring it. And there are tools to do that to help you in this process. I've got a lot of video trainings, and then there's also the arts of erotic massage and learning how to explore your body and get around some of the taboos. We have so many that kind of block us, and I think there's a great book. It's Anal Pleasures and Anal Health, by Jack Morin, and he has really mapped out how to break taboos in his book because he talks a lot about the anal taboo. And I know I went through that process, and it was like, wow, this is amazing. (laughs) Anal can be so good. So can so many other things. And... So by breaking some of these taboos, that also helps us become more in tune and and less divorced from our body. If you say, oh, the anus is bad and don't pay any attention to it, it's like, it's like oh, my arm's bad. I'm going to cut it off. <laughs> no, no, your arm's good. Your ass, ass is good. It's all good. It's part of your whole body and getting in tune with it and breaking some of these taboos helps you become more or it helped me become more accepting and loving of myself and really understanding that oh there's a positive side to every part of my body if I just kind of listen to it and hold space for those areas of my body that I once thought were kind of nasty or bad. or <laughs> And so take the time to really explore your body and overcome some of these blockages and taboos. Any last words? I will also say and add that I think that it's also very important as you're exploring your body and as you're learning things to not beat yourself up for being where you are at any given time. I know that one of the things I had to overcome as I started to learn about a lot of these things is how many years I had wasted not learning these things. And I had to work through that negative mind talk because it's a minefield that can drag you back down and and I think anytime you're doing a lot of work on growth and on internal growth that 
it is an easy trap to fall into. So as you're working through this, also give yourself permission and be easy on yourself. It's a process. And the fact that you're learning at all is better than never having learned. So just keep that in mind as well. Ah, and on that note, have those nocturnal emissions. Enjoy the pleasures of your body, the pleasures of the flesh. They can be so good and, oh, delicious (laughs) and so lickable. (laughs) Enjoy your bodies and explore and learn more about your body. There's so much to learn and to experience. Have a good night. Good night. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual.